All right, folks, it is the Buckeye Blitz. I am Tito Jeff Fedoff. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's the day before the game, Ohio State and Michigan. Got a lot to talk about. Um, also wanted to get into a little, we'll start off with some basketball talk just briefly before we go to Ohio State Michigan. I know, look, I know Ohio State Michigan talk dominates. Yes, it's the game. I get all that. I want to make sure I mention the Ohio State men's basketball team. Uh, they defeated Cincinnati 81-53 to out there in the Maui Invitational the other day on Tuesday. Wednesday, um, they knocked off Texas Tech, number 21 Texas Tech, 81-73. to In the Cincinnati game, um, uh, Zed Key, 19 points, eight rebounds. Had a fantastic game in the paint. Dominated that game offensively and defensively. It was great for him to see. In that Cincinnati game, by the way, there were no assists for Cincinnati until there were 12 minutes left in the game. The first 28 minutes of the game, no assists for the Cincinnati basketball team. Um, against Texas Tech, look, couldn't be happy for Justice Suing. He comes out, um, has a uh, career-high 33 points, also leads the team with eight rebounds and five assists. Uh, Ohio State comes out of Maui with a 2-1 record, which is just fine. Um, you know, their one loss uh, to um, San Diego State at the beginning of the tournament. Uh, it's under Going 2-1, I would take that any day with the youth of this Ohio State team, and this, they're still kind of molding and finding a way to fit in with each other. Um, so 2-1 there I think is really good. Now they come back. Their next game is on Wednesday night against Duke on the road. Uh, we'll see about ha- what happens in that game. Ohio State women, uh, they rolled Wright State 105-52. to They're 5-0. and They're now number four in the country. They've got Alabama, uh, Northern Alabama, I'm sorry, on Sunday. And then they're at number 10, Louisville, on Wednesday night. They are number four, like I said, behind South Carolina, Stanford, and Connecticut in the rankings. This Ohio State women's team, something special. Watch them closely. Kevin McGuff's got them rolling. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch this entire season. Uh, now let's switch over to football. Ronnie Hickman, fourth-year junior safety, has announced he will turn pro after this season. He's going to play his final game. He said, look, this will be my last game in the horseshoe coming up um, on Saturday at noon against Michigan. He said he's going to go ahead and go. He's participating in like the senior activities that they're going to do when they uh, announce all the, the seniors, let them come out for this final game of the season. And Hickman's going to be part of that. He has said he is going pro after this year. Uh, quarterback has flipped. Uh, Mark Fletcher, Ohio State lost running back Mark Fletcher. He was a four-star running back commit. He recently um, said he was going to go. He was decommitting from Ohio State in the 2023 class now. Four-star quarterback Brock Glenn is also decommitted. He's going to attend Florida State. So Ohio State now has lost a couple of four-star guys in this 2023 class right in a row here. They are now looking at Lincoln Kineholes. I think is how you pronounce his name. I think it's Kineholes. He is, uh, according to Cleveland.com, he's a four-star from South Dakota, 24th-ranked QB in the 2023 class. Ohio State is looking at him. Okay, let's talk about the Ohio State-Michigan game. First, some little nuts and bolts about it. Blake Corm, um, he – Looks like he's might play. It's still up in the air a little bit. There's been some talk earlier in the week. A player from Michigan said they're going to be they're going to find a way to win without him, which made everyone think that he wasn't going to play. Then Blake Corm was out passing out turkeys on Thanksgiving and said, "I'm fine. I'm all good. We'll see what happens there." His backup Donovan Edwards. He missed uh, the Illinois game. He left the Nebraska game early before that. Missed the Illinois game. Not sure on him as well. But if Blake Corm plays and Donovan Edwards plays, those are big pluses for Michigan. I do not expect. Uh, Michigan to win this game. I think Ohio State will win the game. Uh, it's the best offensive line that Ohio State's defense has faced this year. Ohio State and Michigan's defenses are both great, but like the Michigan O-line is the best O-line Ohio State's had to face this year. And uh, what's it, so interesting to see Ohio State responds to that and if they can find a way to have success going against that Michigan offensive line. I'm not worried about the passing game of Michigan. I don't think that Ohio State should be worried about that. It's going to be all within the trenches is what's going to decide this game. I do think Ohio State's got the offensive firepower. Look, since 
the Notre Dame game when Ohio State really offense looked really um, mediocre. God, that's a tough word to say with Ohio State offense. Looked very mediocre against Notre Dame. But since that game, they've had 49 points a game on offense. So I'm not worried about the offense in this game. Michigan does have a really good defense. Ohio State, regardless of what they do in the first half, they always find a way to be right around 40 or 45 points when the game ends. You saw it in the Penn State game. You saw it in the Maryland game. We, you know, uh, The Northwestern game, notwithstanding, that was obviously a different beast, the 21-14 to 14 win there. But it's, um, it's the offense always figures it out in the second half. So both teams have made great adjustments in the second half all year long. Look at Michigan's first half versus second half scores. Same with Ohio State. Very, very similar. Michigan does the same kind of thing. So seeing how these two teams – uh, counteract with each other and how they affect each other. What they do in the second half is what I am so looking forward to in this game. I do think Ohio State wins. The spread has moved from seven and a half to nine or nine and a half now in some places. I don't know if that's because there's news on Corm that's out there, or concerned that Corm might not play. I think if Corm plays, I think the Buckeyes win by by about six or seven points. I think if Corm doesn't play, it's probably a nine or ten point game in favor of Ohio State. That's my prediction. Running backs for Ohio State. Still no word on who's going to play. Uh, we know Dallin Hayden's going to be out there, which is great. Dallin Hayden, the true freshman running back, tore through Maryland in the second half. Travion Henderson might play. Mayan Williams might play. We'll see about that. JSN on the receiving side might play. So many question marks with the offense. The colleges, the Ohio State especially, they never tell us anything. They just say, well, we're not giving updates. We'll see. Uh, we hope to have them back. Hope to have two of the three back when Brian Day's asked about three players. Very cryptic. I understand it. I get it. Frustrating, but I understand it, and I get it. All right, now, uh, we are on the cusp of this game. And I've lived in Ohio my entire life. I'm 51 years old. My first memory of the rivalry was when I was six years old, going to an Ohio State-Michigan party. It was called a Beat Michigan party. Uh, some friends, uh, family friends of ours had it. We went to that. And I was immediately, like, it, I was engrossed in this, in this rivalry. Not because I knew what was going on so much. Look, I was six. I think I was still into uh, playing with my Batman and Robin and Batcave and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, but I saw the reaction. I remember vividly, vividly remember the reactions of the adults during this game and how it affected them. And that right there is what drew me in. Because I knew if this was something that adults got that, that, that these grown people got so passionate about. And so in a lot of ways, so vulnerable because I could see reactions on their faces where normally I wouldn't see people of this age, you know, like being affected in that way in front of children. And they had no problem doing it. So it's kind of weird, I guess how I'm saying that, but I could see the, the pain, the agony, the joy, the jubilation. It was like there were no filters. And so because I witnessed that, I knew this had to be something important. And now for 45 years, it's been that way for me. I dove in. I'm all in with this rivalry and what it means. With Ohio State and, you know, the Ohio State Michigan game meant a lot for a lot of years before Woody and Bo. Woody and Bo, though, took it to another level. Woody, the, when Woody and Bo, the 10-year war, that really was escalated into what it has become now. And as much as I hate, and I do hate Michigan, and there's players in the past, if you say names to me like Colasar, Biakabatuka, Desmond, uh, Woodson, names like that, Harbaugh. I, 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 I clench my teeth when I say those names. They make me uncomfortable. Flip side with Ohio State, when I hear other names, um, like, you know, uh, Woody, uh, like, um, 
I'm trying to think with like you know, with Woody with like Archie with uh, Maurice guys like that. It also does something to me. So I can't wait to watch this game. I'm super excited about it. It is Ohio State Michigan tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. I'm at that happens on Twitter. And uh, I want to thank you as much for tuning into the Buckeye Blitz. This has been Jeff Fiddle. Follow me on Twitter at that happens, and I will talk to you again very soon.